Hi, Andre. Welcome to Mama Talk Talk's A Different Take. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So let me just ask, first of all, do you go by Dre or Andre? Which, which do you prefer? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I go, Andre is my birth name. So Andre is what I would prefer, but everyone, go, everyone calls me Dre. So uh, I've been called Dre for more than 10 years. <laughs> I just, okay. I take it. So Dre, just, Dre works. Uh, Dre is perfect. Okay. I'll pretend that we're friends and we go back 10 years. And we'll call <laughs> that <laughs> works. That so works. please introduce yourself to our viewers. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, I think we already, we already sorted out the, the name part, right? Yes. <laughs> well, the full name is Andre, Andre Kemayo. Um, I am based in Dallas, Texas. Um, I am many things, but I would, <laughs> I would, I would say that, you know, I am, uh, a father, I'm a, wife, a husband, I am a creative, um, mm. I am into technology, I'm into anything that makes the world shine. So Ooh. I think, I think that, you know, I just like to, I'm, I'm, I'm what you call a jack of all trades, a master of none. I like to, I like to dabble into a lot of things. Um, and I don't really care that, you, you know, you don't have mastery in it as long as you're, 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 you're living within your purpose and, you're, and there's joy within that. I think I really believe so much in that. So I just, I just live, I just do things that cause, cause for me, you know? So yeah, you know, that's, what I, that's, that's is, really, that's really what I am. <laughs> that's awesome. And yeah. this is the reason why I, I don't try to introduce people on my show because what I go by, like a LinkedIn bio or something on your website yeah. or whatever, but when you actually talk to people and you tell them to introduce themselves, they usually have a very different concept of self than what yeah. is posted on some website somewhere, right? So yeah. that, that's why I do it this way. So I'm sure you that's get true. this question all the time. I'm going to ask it anyway. Any relation to Elvis Kemayo? Oh my God. If I had a dollar for each time I was asked that question, No. Let me, let's clear that up on Mama Talk Talk. There's no relation to Avis Kimayo whatsoever. And I was not named after him. Okay. All right. So I just my, 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 I'm Bamleke. So that is a, it's a normal Bamleke name. It's kind of like a, um, you know, Ngum in Mankon or, yeah. a, uh, you yeah. know. So Kimayo is a very common name. Okay. More common than most people would think. But you know, that, that, that's what happens, right? One person takes a name that's common in a community mm-hmm. and gets famous and then everybody thinks that 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 person or that name is unique because it's yeah. unique to them it's unique right to them. then exactly. every other person you meet is like are you related to Elvis Kimayo so I just wanted to clear that up I had done my to, research figure that you were I used but to get that a lot I used to get that a lot in school mm. yeah and you didn't just rock it like oh yeah that's my uncle sure. you know what for the first year or two, I think I rocked it. (laughs) (laughs) And I got a lot of notoriety for it too. But Uh, I think eventually it became more obvious that there was no link. So link. (laughs) You couldn't you couldn't hold up your end of the bargain. You didn't quite No, I never got any unusual request. I think people were just impressed. Just like, oh okay, okay, okay. But that was it. Believe it or not. I still get the kind of, oh, you're Jerafric's niece. I'm like, uh, ah. yeah, yeah. 
and it's not that people 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 make requests it's just i don't know if you remember the let's make a baby video from the let's make up yes someone actually oh, yeah. revived that video on um on facebook really? that used to be my jam i used to love that song i would love to see you know i'm the little girl in the video no way uh, I was eight years old. I was wondering where you were going with that. Really? <laughs> wow, that's something. Yeah. So, yeah. but you guys are not related. No, that's my uncle. Oh, that's your uncle. Okay. That's okay. my mom's older brother. Where is he now? He he's usually he's based between the U.S. and Cameroon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That's so awesome. I I rocked it, but it, mine was for for real rockage. <laughs> <laughs> no, yours was for real. Yours was legit. <laughs> I, I will have the video to show it. Yours was uh, legit. So it's really, really amazing for me to have you on the show. I and I have to give a shout out to Sonia Mofo because after she came uh, on the show, she was like, you have to get this person. I'm like, I don't know who this is. And then she sent me your Instagram feed and I go on and I'm like, okay, I don't know the, the, the brain behind this, but I've been on the site. I love what's going on there. And of course, I'm talking about the African creative. Mm -hmm. So before we get there, I just have to take a minute and talk about what is going on in America right now. Mm. Minneapolis, I think of as my home in the US. I went to high school there. After CPC Bali, I went to university there, went away for law school, came back, got married there. My first professional job was there. I had my son there. So seeing all these things has just has been difficult for me because I'm thinking this is a place that in a way for me, in so many ways, is home. Mm -hmm. Where is your heart in watching all this? Where's your spirit? Where's your heart as you watch all this stuff about um, George Floyd? I'll tell you the truth. Um, like most uh, Black people, um, like most parents, you know, with sons, I have three sons. Um, we're still trying to make sense out of this. Um, this is obviously not you. And just to go back to Minnesota from what you said, I've never known Minnesota to be, you know, that kind of place. That's the thing. So that's really what surprised me, you know, amidst all of this. But it's proving now with more information coming out. I think latest update just came out that this officer who actually had the knee on the dude's neck this is just breaking news. It just came out that him and, you know, Floyd used to work at, at a club together. So they know each other. Yeah, that's breaking news. I mean, you can look it up after the show. Um, oh, my word. That makes, that makes it even more, you know, just, I, I, I don't know. Uh, oh, my heart. Basically, what we're all thinking, this guy literally used the badge as a crutch to murder this guy. And, you know, that, you know, besides that, it's just, you know, it's not just him. It's Philando Castile. It's the names. I mean, you can go back to my 20 years in the U.S. Every Amadou year. Diallo in Amadou Diallo in New York. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't even know. Just, just Aubrey, just from a couple of weeks ago, even though that was yeah. not an officer. That, that guy was a former police officer. Yeah. It's just, you know, it, it's gotten me to the point where, I'm seriously considering just leaving the United States, to be very honest with you. I, I've, I've been thinking about it for a long time. It wasn't because of this, but this has probably gotten me to that point. So, there's something about this particular one that hit me differently because, you know, watching it live, first of all, 
because everything else, all the other ones, we would see it on video. This one is like yeah. you just, you, it's like you, you keep watching it and you're relieving it. And secondly, it happened in broad daylight in front of hundreds of people at the bees, probably one of the busiest streets in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and then not only that, I think what stands out to me the most is the fact that his partners stood guard just, just waiting for everything to happen. You know, no one stepped up and said, hey, you know, if, 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 I think officers know each other very well. Officers know who is capable of crossing the line every once in yes. a while. I think they yes. know because they have that culture, right? Uh, yes. I was a criminal justice major in college. So I've done um, internship at the police station. I've, I've done all of that. I've done ride-ons, with uh, ride-alongs. We used to call those ride-alongs with the police officer yep. just, just so you can, you know, get that final. And I know how they operate to a certain extent. And I know mm. that someone, one person could have went to this guy and say, dude, even if it's just a whisper and just do this, I, I, I think it's good. I think it's good. He's detained now. Let him go. And the seconds went by, the minutes went by, and they drew the last oh. out of this guy. And I was just, to this day, I'm just so upset about it. Um, I usually don't do politics on my page. But I had to talk about it. And looking at the response from, from, from the followers, clearly they wanted me to. So it's, it's just yeah. been, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. You question. And your, is it even politics? Is it even politics? It's life, well, right? Yeah, it's life. What I said to a friend of mine yesterday was just take the American context out of the question. Take yeah. race out of the question. And just be somebody who just came from La La Land into the world and what you know is human beings are human beings and then you watch this thing it's still as horrific as if you add all this context around it right and i think it's very easy to forget that when you start to racialize it and of course the racial components all over but i keep saying even if you take away color and the history of police brutality, just watching one human being do that to another human being is enough to make us stop and think, what in the world, right? Yeah. And then you, you kind of throw that onto the whole Cooper situation in Central Park. This week, I was just like, yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> I just yeah. was like, I can't. Yeah, that did it for me. That yeah. did it for me. And that's yeah. not the first one. There's so many videos. I mean, if you just scroll through your timeline on Facebook, you would see examples being shared by everyone, you know, of yeah. that exact situation. I've had encounters with the police myself. I've just had one, um, I would say two, three weeks ago, where uh, not, to that, not to that level, but I was uncomfortable, you yeah. know? And yeah. I think race has everything to do with it. Um, mm -hmm. The fact that, you know, I mean, you talk about fear all the time. The fact that they fear us so much that they just want to kill us. I think it's real. I think when people talk about it and make light of it, it's, it's like it's not a thing. But when you go back and you look at the statistics, um, it's, it's, it's a serious thing. And we need to stand up and take it very, very seriously. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons why the black people being, uh, 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 you know, divided as much as we are, it's, 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 it's so disheartening because there's a reason they're afraid of us because when we're united, we're so powerful, you know, that they, it, it's, it's like they're running and they're looking behind themselves and they're saying, Hey, are they catching up yet? You know, despite all the odds, despite all the things we've been through, we're still rocking. We're still going, 
you know, yeah. and they just can't stand it. You know, it's, it's a real thing. You know, at, at times like this, I really try to balance reason and emotion because both have a place. Mm-hmm. And I say that because when you say they, what I'm hearing you say is police officers. And, I, and I, I've had positive interactions with police officers. Yeah. And I have had side-eye interactions with police officers. Right. So it, the, the, the thing about this that's really troubling is when you see these kind of police officers, it is very easy to forget that there are some who are good and who yeah. are decent. Yeah. Because there's something about our society, right? Where, you know, we used to talk about the, the empty vessels make the loudest noise. The yeah. people who add the least value tend to make the most noise. <sighs> and so this narrative is a really ugly one, right? And you start to think, and, and I have to say this because if we wholesale throw out the police, what are we left with, right? Yeah. Is yeah. The, it, in the context of a system that's supposed to protect us, who are supposed to protect our children, if we throw it out wholesale, what are we looking at? But there need to be some really deep systematic changes that take place. But we've been saying this since Amadou Diallo. We've that's, been saying these things for And I think you hit the nail on the head when you talk about systematic change. When I said they, I didn't really, I wasn't referring to the police. I was referring to the system. I was referring to the system. Um, I get that a lot that they are get, they are they are great cops. Yeah, they are great cops. They they're supposed to be, you know. Yes. Nowadays we say they are good cops out there. That just tells you if we have to say that, that just yes. tells you how bad the situation is. You yes. know, it's like someone saying, "Oh, he's a good guy." I tell them all the time, "It's he's supposed to be a good guy. We're all supposed <laughs> to be good human beings." You know, it's not a, it's, yeah. not a, it's not a compliment to be a good person. And that's that's your I like that. that's what you're supposed to I be. I like that. So. If there are two great cops who work in a bad system, it still makes it a bad system. You're right. You know? So yes. the problem is not the cops. If you're a good cop who follows exactly what the bad system tells you to do, that makes you a bad person in my book. Do you mm. understand what I'm saying? Mm. So mm. this situation is, just, like you said, it's, it's systematic. It's not something that, that started, that just started. This is not a new trend. It just morphed yeah. something different. You know, yeah. this is something that goes back to slavery. We were not considered as black people. We weren't considered human beings. You know, yep. when you yep. go back to the, to the, to the, uh, I mean, you, you probably know all, all this being a lawyer better than I do. I can't even list the examples, but just going back to my little knowledge, you go back to crime bill of 1994, you go back to, um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know. We are not considered humans. So yeah. It's a system that holds that in every sector of, of this country. Yeah. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So I do. It's, it's when, when we understand that, that we realize that coming together, it's, it's, it's more important. But trying to fight it as fragmented as in we are, it's yes. never going to work. This is always going to continue. You know, this is yeah. always continue so yeah i agree with you they are great they're great they're great police officers absolutely and the good ones you do you know what happens to them they get fired they lose their jobs because they're not you know towing the line yeah so happens to them uh, yeah and, and the reason why i say that is because I, I, and you're so right i mean one of the things that i i took critical race theory in law school right okay and had to part of that course 
was looking at um, this whole narrative around uh, uh, black male, uh, what's the word? Fear, fear of the black male, basically. Yeah. And of course, we had to look at Emmett Till and the, you know, it was Emmett Till, it was the Central Park Five, Central it was Park Kobe Five. Bryant, it was, a, it was a slew, right? And so when the Amy Cooper incident happened, I was just like, okay, my heart can only take so much at any given time. I talked about it with a few friends and I parked it and I said, we're going to have to come back to digest this another time. Mm-hmm. But I'm having this conversation with you also because as the, you know, all this information is coming out, I saw a few video snippets where James Baldwin was talking about race in America, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing that it made me think about, and James Baldwin, as, as you know, I don't know if everybody who's listening knows, great American poet, essayist, novelist, and activist. Mm-hmm. And he challenged racial, sexual, and socioeconomic disparities in America. He really called us to order on that. Mm-hmm. And as I was listening to, to, to that, I kept thinking, what is the role of the artist? in a modern day world. What is, what, is, what is our role as writers, as painters, as you know, musicians, as choreographers? What is the role of the artist, Dre, in the modern world? Or in the way you call it the creative, what is our role? That's, that's, a, that's an excellent question. Um, as creatives or artists or however you want to call it, we are first communicators we are the ones that actually drive culture when you really think about it mm-hmm. drive culture you know i'll give you an example when you look at nollywood look at nigeria as a whole for yeah. what it was known for prior to nollywood and what, it, what it's known for now that country changed just because of the creative sector creatives are the mm-hmm. ones that bring in sponsorship they're the ones that bring in brands um our role in this, I would say, is to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. We have to keep an archive of everything that's happening. And I think it's, yeah. it's I think it's, I think it's, I think that's, that's, that's working because even if we're just doing it for posterity, even if we're doing it for my future grandson to know that this is the history, I think it's very, very important to hold, hold, to hold on to that. But also, we have extraordinary artists, writers um, that have, they don't have the power to change the system, but they have the power to create a movement that would eventually yes. plant the seed that would change the system. Yes. So the beautiful thing about creativity is, and this is, the, this is one of the things that my platform stands for. An artist is not just someone who paints or someone who writes or someone who takes pictures. An artist could be a lawyer that creates change within the uh, job sector, kind of like what you're doing, right? A creative, you're a creative. You see what I'm saying? A creative could yeah. work for IBM. A creative yeah. could be a senator, you know? So creatives are the ones that actually take the time to, to dig deep and think within. Mm. Uh, we're the ones that like to think outside the box. We're the yeah. ones that, you know, we're, we're always this, the, the, what, is it, what is it that they say, the square peg in the round hole or whatever? You know, we're yeah. always we're always those that think a little extra. Those are yeah. the and yeah. our, 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 to answer your question, we have to one 
make note of it and and decipher it for those who are not able to. Those are the yes. ones that are out there rioting right now. Yes. Um, and then yes. two, we try to make meaning of it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like drive, you know, we drive culture. We're cultural drivers. That's what we do. Our role is to drive culture, holding mm-hmm. on to these stories. So that's, 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 that, that'd be my answer. That's what I would say. I really, I really like that. Especially the idea that creatives is not limited no. to artists, right? Because that, that was the question I was going to ask you is who, who or what is a creative? Mm-hmm. And just going into the actual work that you do in this space, mm-hmm. what is the African creative and why did you create that platform and that community? Um, the interesting story about the African creative is that what it is today is not what it was when I started it. I'll just be honest with you. Um, when I started the movement, because what it is now, it's turning into a movement. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was really more of an opportunity for me to have a place where I could share my art. Um, my weapon of choice is a camera. I, I speak through my lens. I take pictures of everything, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been shooting for since 2010. So that's, that's 10 years now. Yeah. And most of that professionally. Um, creating a page like the African Creative was, was a platform for me to be able to showcase my work because I realized I couldn't get my work featured anywhere. You know, I wanted to get into Vogue. I wanted to you know, get into L magazine and all of those, all of that stuff. And I couldn't because you had to, you had, you had to fit a certain criteria. You have to have yeah. 200,000 followers. You have to have, you know, things like that. And I'm, I'm not the popular type. So I was like, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to go ahead and create my own page and call it this. And, and not only me, I realized that a vast majority of African creatives where, where, where when you look at the global context, were so much underrepresented, you know, mm-hmm. um, that it was just, to me, it was just ridiculous. So I wanted to create a space where I will not only feature my work, I will feature other, yep. other, the works of other creatives. And my goal, yep. main goal was not to focus on the ones who have already made it. My goal was to focus on the hidden gems, the creative in Senegal, the creative in, in, in somewhere in the village in, in, in Nigeria who does wonderful art, but no one gets to see it. That was the yeah. main purpose of it. Yes. Um, we still hold true to that to this day. But what it has really morphed into, it, it has turned into a movement where everyone now agrees with it and they're like, whoa, this is actually something that we needed because they realized there was a lack in the market. There was no market studies done. This was just a, an Instagram page I was creating. I wasn't starting a business. You, you wow. see what I mean? And the whole reason why I didn't put my face on the brand initially was because I didn't want them to know it was me because I already have an Instagram page with my work. If no one is going to recognize it, why would they recognize my name on it? So I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to do it differently this time. I'm going to create a page, post most of my pictures, but I'm not giving myself credit for it. I see what the people think. So that's how it started. And wow. then eventually I realized that, okay, people are actually feeling this idea. So I started curating. I started taking works from other people. Like, oh, I like this stuff. I'm going to post it and see what the followers think. I like this. Yeah. I'm gonna... And one day I came back and the page had 5,000 followers. I was like, whoa, my personal page doesn't have up to 5,000 followers. 
<laughs> you know? So I just kept posting and posting and posting and it, it's turning to the machine that it is now. Um, and now my, my mission has, I've doubled down on my mission. Um, now I've taken it to the point where I want, I want to change that narrative because there's something about that African narrative that, 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 that lets me know that this is catching fire. You know, what did people expect out of Africans? You know, did they expect this level of excellence? Did they expect this level of yes. beauty? Did they expect yeah. this level of execution? Did they expect this level of strength? They didn't. So I'm going to give them more of that. And just to I let them that. know that we are here and we are here to stay. And we've always been here. So in essence, yeah. I'm educating. And I realized something else that's so special, um, uh, AB. I realized that I'm not only educating the West. I'm also educating Africans. You know what? You literally were vibing. You took it yeah. out of me. But my next question was going to be, isn't it amazing that we're bringing this stuff to Africans as well? Because yeah. let's not pretend or assume that we know just because you're African or you live on the continent that you know. Mm -hmm. And the, your story about the artist in some remote part of some country that mm -hmm. nobody knows about. I was in Gaborone two or three years ago, I don't remember now. And I happened to stumble upon a visual arts center. And the work was phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal. So I was asking one of the artists, I said, so how do you get your work out? And they said, it's really, really hard. Every once in a while, you know, they'll have a gallery from, from South Africa yeah. as for their work, but that's really it. And I looked around me and their stuff was amazing. Yeah. So I really appreciate the work you do. And I think Thank you. artists need a platform. I know that creatives are more than just artists, but I think artists do need a platform because for a lot of them, you know, it's great to have the, 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 the creatives who work at IBM or in my case, you know, mm. work in the corporate world, we have a different source of income. Some of them don't. Right. So what you're doing to the extent that you can actually help them make a career out of it is fantastic and the other thing that i was just thinking about is i love when somebody has a dream and it's defined and you just said you wanted to shoot for vogue and l and all of this and one of the criteria something around two hundred thousand followers you are at 46.7 thousand now i think in my last check this morning yeah so i don't know your followers but they're gonna know me now yeah i'm gonna step into your world followers of African creative. And I'm going to ask you one sister to her family, let's get Dre 200,000 followers. Hey. Because <laughs> this is the thing. If you love what you see and you believe in it, you've got to tap somebody on the shoulder and say, sign up. This is what we're doing. And I can say that in all candor because I've been on that page. I love that work. And I don't just love it because I'm African. I love it because it is beautiful, fantastic work. Mm -hmm. And the many different facets of Africans and African society that it brings to life is wonderful. So talk to your friends and your families and everybody and get them to sign up and follow African Creative and get you 200,000 followers. So I didn't so even much. know I was going to do a plug for you, but I, I really love that. when people have a dream and whatever I can do to support i really Absolutely. appreciate that thank you so much appreciate it <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so dre i always leave some time at the end of the show for our 10 questions but before we get there 
Um, I wanted to ask you, just in terms of, you, you live, you, you are in IT during the day and you're in this world at night and you do this work. So you yourself are having to balance two worlds, right? Yeah. And so in, in a way, a lot, of, a lot of the people that you represent on, on, your, on your Instagram page and your website are in that same situation. My question to you is, what is it that we can do to support creatives? If I, if I, if I wanted to support someone, what is the best way to do this? You know, I, I know you can buy their product, but those are not easily sourced either. So what is the best way to support some of the artists on your, on your page? That's a, that's a, that's the, that man, you are coming with some really, really excellent questions. Um, I ask myself that question all the time as well. Um, now that I have the platform, what, you know, what more can I do? Cause just posting the images isn't enough. I'll give you an mm. example. Because of COVID-19, I had to put some stuff on hold. Um, the African creative doesn't just have an Instagram. It's not just the Instagram page. The Instagram page is just one dimension of what we do. Another okay. thing that we do is that we actually have sit down interviews shot in a cinematic format with Africans who yes. are doing excellent, just amazing things across the continent, across the continent. I mean, in the diaspora, you, what have you, I would love to have you on that show. Uh, but the idea is for I'm us there. to tell, you know, to encourage us to tell our story. Mm. Um, I think that's the most important thing is that okay. these stories grow legs so people can listen. Um, so the first thing I would say that what you can do to do, what you can do to help is to share. It's very important. It's not just liking, it's sharing and exposing you to your followers and your followers yeah. expose you to their followers. Yeah. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is right now, you know, what I'm doing is with COVID-19, as a result of COVID-19, a lot of those creatives that we talk about tip in the trenches. They don't have any work. Most of them sell that art to feed their families. Yeah. Um, I interviewed a photographer in Lagos just last week. Um, on my uh, IG live and he lost his daughter about eight months ago and two weeks mm. ago recently lost his mom. If you see his work, it will blow your mind. And every day I see him posting and he's posting beautiful images. And I, I sent him a, a DM. I said, dude, you have to come on the show. I love your work. And not only that, I love your spirit, but I didn't know anything about his story. And for an hour we talked on my Instagram live and his, this guy just broke down and talked about the challenges he was facing. And I, and I realized one thing, he, was, he, he, had, he had a um, video on his Instagram where he was shooting a model with no lighting around. And I noticed in the comments, people were asking, why aren't you using light? And the pictures did come out beautiful, I might add, but the funny thing about it is it, during the interview, he mentioned that he didn't have light because he doesn't have electricity. And people think he's doing it just to show off that he's a great photographer. You're not losing any lighting or that you're wow. taking nice images, but he did not have electricity. And I was just inspired by his resilience, by his story and just mm -hmm. the way he carried himself. Um, I never said this anywhere. I never put it out, but I, I, I took care of the light bill and it made me feel so good. It yes. made me feel so good because I, I felt like I played a role in him being able to continue to not stop. And I, yeah. and I think that's what we have to do to everyone, not just creatives. People just need a pat on the back sometimes. People just want yes. to tell them they are doing well. I don't know you, but exactly. I think you're doing a great job. 
you have no idea how far that goes. Um, yeah. So yeah. That's, that's, that's the call to action for everyone. Encourage someone. You don't have to know them. They don't have to be from your country. They don't have to be from your family. Um, just make it a habit. Do it one time a day. Just send someone yeah. a, a message. Say, hey, have I told you you're doing a great job today? Yes. That's, yes. That, that'll be my call to action for everyone. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. I mean, this has been a fantastic chat and we could go on forever, but I do want you to come back to the show later. Mm -hmm. And so I'll keep the rest for then. Before we do the 10 thing, the 10 things, I want to announce to everyone, you're also launching a podcast, the African Creative Podcast. Yes. And so congratulations on that. Thank and you. I cannot wait to see, to see that just take off like everything else you've done. So with the 10 questions, the reason why I came up with this is because I wanted to find an interesting way to get to know my guests and for the audience to get to know the guests as well. Okay. So what it is, Andre, is 10 questions, obviously. And I give, ask a question with two answers. You have to pick one. You can't pick both. You don't get to negotiate with me. Okay. <laughs> because it's my show. When you have me over at yours, you know, you can have your own rules. Absolutely. Um, so you ready? Let's go. Yep. All right. For breakfast, puff puff with okra or acra banana with bongo chubby. I was getting ready to reject puff puff with okra. But I don't eat a banana. So <laughs> this is like this of two evils. I have to pick one. Yes. Wow. This is going to be a lot harder than I thought. Uh I'll go with Akra banana and Bogochobi. Because Popov and Okro is just wrong. It just sounds wrong, right? <laughs> it just sounds wrong. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, manage the Akra banana. I love Bogochobi. <laughs> okay. I had some last night. Nice. Um, Manu Dibango or Miriam Makeba? Manu Dibango. Okay. Personality-wise, would you pick the personality of a lion or a shark? I'll pick the personality of a lion. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Nena Okori or Joanna Chumali? I don't know any of those people. Oh, you don't? <laughs> we can skip that. Okay. For the beach, Speedos or Trunks? Oh, Trunks. <laughs> no Speedos for you? No Speedos for me. <laughs> That's too much. Say <laughs> <laughs> hashtag team, too much. Um, given the option of delivering a keynote address or singing in public, which would you rather do? <laughs> <laughs> you know why I put this one in there. I know why you put this one in there. The mm -hmm. honest truth, what I would do, I would sing. Which is really? A yes. Oh, wow. That's would, saying a lot about how you feel about public speaking. Yeah, yeah I would sing. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So those recently... I don't know if it was recent, but I watched this video on, on, on African creative, which was about eight types of people at an African party. I don't yes. know if you saw it. It's I hilarious. did. I'm actually interviewing that girl on Monday. 
Oh, really? Yes. Hilarious. So among those eight personalities, who do you most identify with? Is it the person who came to eat rice or the lit uncle? It has to be those two. Yes. One out of the two. two. Yes. I'm, I'm definitely the lit uncle. <laughs> I'm definitely okay. the lead uncle. In a competitive setting, would you rather face Serena at the US Open or Elu at the New York Marathon? I'll face Serena. You face Serena? Yeah. Ooh, you are not scared of power. Okay. I'll face Serena. I'll, 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 I'll rather lose to Serena. <laughs> does that mean you can you're afraid of running is that is that what you're trying to say i'm terrified of running mm, mm. okay so things fall apart or the purple or purple hibiscus things fall apart it's easy it's it's a, it's a classic, isn't it? So you can't go wrong with things fall apart. I know, I know. And then finally, Elvis Kemayo, because I just had to throw it in there, or Ben Dicker. Oh. <laughs> I know. Go, I'm gonna have to go with Ben Dicker. You can't, you can't deny those classics. I know that Elvis, boy. I love, that I love Elvis Kemayo, but he doesn't have the. He doesn't have that. You know, he doesn't have that. Uh, that what do you call thing. It? He doesn't have that, that thing. Thing yeah. thing that's je ne sais quoi. That's je ne sais quoi. <laughs> he's been around for for a really long time too. So, yeah. but we did because you didn't know the two people I mentioned in one. I do have a question that I have to round out then. Okay. You mentioned earlier in the show that you, you, you're thinking about maybe it's time to just up and leave. If you did, would you like, rather move back to Africa or would you move to Asia? I would rather move back to Africa. Okay. 100%. All right. Well, this has been such a pleasure. Such oh, a pleasure. Man. It went by quick. <laughs> it did go by very quick. But I, I, I like my guests to have one final word before they go, if they have any. So anything you want to share with Mama Talk Talks listeners and viewers before you take off. And I know this is your first podcast. You said you, you, this is the first one you've done. So the, yeah. the honor is mine, the privilege is mine. And so just thank you for doing this. Any final parting words? Oh, well, first of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. I think that um, I think you're doing an excellent job. Um, I think we all need a place where we could just hang out and chill, you know, no applause, no audience, just relax. And that's how I felt. I felt really relaxed throughout the entire, um, um, conversation. So Good. thank you for having me. First of all, um, I would just say that, you know, first of all, look out for all the things that we have coming up. I have some products that I'm going to be releasing very soon. Like you mentioned mm-hmm. the podcast coming up. Um, there's also going to be a YouTube channel. We're shooting our own original content now because like i said earlier we've been curating but now we're getting to a point where we are actually you know shooting our own original content um there are some beautiful stories that i'm going to put out to the world and i'm just really really excited about them and to see what the reaction is going to be so look out for that within the next coming uh, month um the other the other the last thing i would say is just you know 
tell your stories. Talk to your sons, talk to your daughters, let them know who you are, let them know what you've been through and let them know that, you know, what you were is not who you're going to be tomorrow. But I think yeah. it gives them kind of a roadmap, you know, something to follow in case they, they go through that same situation. I think it's very important. And I think that is something that we've been ignoring for such a long time. And that's why others are telling stories, are telling our stories for us. Uh, it's time that we start changing our narrative. It's time that we start owning mm -hmm. our own stories and telling it how we see it from our perspective. We're not mm -hmm. denying their perspective. We're just saying that is not the only one. That's not the very, only very, It's just very, very important. So tell your stories. It's very important. Write a book, blog, podcast, YouTube. Heck, leave a voice note. Just do something. Record each and every day. Yeah, do something productive. Yeah. 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 Great. Thank you so much. And I know it's late your time. And so I'll let you get back to your family. And we'll, we'll stay connected. I know that this is just the beginning. We'll stay connected. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a All great right. weekend. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.